Yo, hello and welcome to episode 101 of the End to End Football Podcast. If you can tell, my energy is a bit, it's a bit low. Because there was a couple of episodes ago, I was talking absolute smack on here. Because it was just me and Sean, and we were the only podcast members that had won. And I was like, yo, winner's podcast. You're not allowed to come on this thing if you haven't won. Well, the opposite has happened this week, because it's only Abbasin. <laughs> myself and we both lost <laughs> the losers man to get, podcast yo, it's the losers podcast now boy you know what I mean the only man to get a W ain't even here it's all mad <laughs> hell you of know, frustration you know when you get cocky today. with the wins and it like I don't need to talk about my team we're doing it though isn't it swear down painful Football will always humble you, boy. Do you know what I mean? Sooner or later. <laughs> Please let it be sooner, humble. bruv. <laughs> Football will always humble you, man. Anyway, how are you doing, Abbas? Well, as you said, losers podcast. I mean, we just won three games in a row and then we lose to Bournemouth. I mean, uh, say no more. Ollie at the wheel. Say no more. <laughs> Ollie at the wheel, boy. With the slippery hands. Anyway, uh, you want to run us through the results? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, you've already heard this, but I might as well say it again. Uh, Saturday games starts with um, Bournemouth versus Man United, and that was a 1-0 win to Bournemouth. We got Arsenal versus Wolves, that was a 1-1. We got Aston Villa versus Liverpool, that was a 2-1, and very lucky win to Liverpool. Uh, we got Brighton versus Norwich, and that's a 2-0 win to Brighton. We got Man City versus Southampton, and that was, again, probably a lucky 2-1 win to Man City. And we got Sheffield United versus Burnley. That was a 3-0 win to Sheffield United. And we got West Ham versus Newcastle. That was 3-2 to West Ham. And then we got Watford versus Chelsea. That was 2-1. And the Sunday games, we have um, Crystal Palace versus Leicester. That was 2-0 to Leicester. Everton versus Spurs. The, you know, the Snorefest uh, was 1-1. Yeah. Only correction there is... Uh... It was Newcastle 3-2, not West Ham. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Newcastle 3-2. But, um, I mean, do you know what? We'll just, we'll just start with the so-called title race because I'm starting to lose faith that this is a title race because the way certain teams are moving right now. So, I mean, let, let's start off with a team that got smacked up 9-0. Yeah? Southampton. They had the pleasure of, you know, you've just been walloped 9-0. Hold a young man city in the in the cup. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> After that, <laughs> huh? they put in what is a slightly better performance, even though they lost. But you know, the only way is up from nine 0 To be fair, you would think, think so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> then uh, they go to the Etihad. I mean, I tell you what, yeah. I'm in. Um, I'm in about four four um, groups of the fantasy league. Yeah. The amount of people that had Man City players as captains, Sterling, all this stuff, yeah? Yep. People were expecting a Mazine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure there were 10 new bets going in and all sorts. Honestly speaking, I was one of them. I think Sterling is my captain and I expected him to pick up a lot of points this game, this weekend. Oh, don't get it twisted. I'm one of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> I still think as captain. You know, the maddest thing is, I actually had originally Obama Young as captain here, and I sat there humming and hiring, and I was like, nah. Southampton. <laughs> I was like, nah, 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 Southampton are dead. Let me just put a Sterling, man. You might get a little two goals and an assist or something. Where, bruv? Next thing I see, man, get a yellow card. I was like, oh, this is just a nightmare. <laughs> this is just a nightmare. But, you know, my fantasy league team is nothing to be talked about. Anyway, let's go back to the football, but. I mean, what did you think when you saw the one new scoreline come in? Because obviously it was a three o'clock kickoff, and we yeah, didn't watch so it. I, I didn't. I was at football, and uh, we just finished, sat down. Everyone said, "Oh, he's one nil," and I thought, oh, "Yeah, one nil, Man City." The, the, you know, the floodgates about to open. Mm. I looked at the screen myself, and I saw one nil Southampton. I said, "What is going on here?" <laughs> Went straight on my phone to see because you see Ward Prowse, you automatically assume a free kick. Yeah. Right. You didn't expect him to be doing the last man run into the box to get a what's <laughs> again a rebound that you rarely ever see, which I have to say is a mistake from Emerson, which you rarely see, uh, and you know sneaking it in like a like a poacher. So I looked at that and thought, wow, okay. Then I looked at the game itself and I said, okay, they they're doing a lot better than obviously Leicester. They seem to have more fight. But you could see that the press was going to come for Man City, and mm. will they be able to hold out? 
And for a long time, I actually thought they would. And uh, eventually, obviously, uh, Aguero will get his goal. And Kyle Walker, who's probably a man of the match, assisting a goal, just happened to be there for the rebound from the goalkeeper. It was very, very, very unlucky for me for Southampton. I think Absolutely. They, they, gave, they gave a good account of themselves, even though they lost in the end. And guess what as well? Almost a very similar thing, but even more dramatic, yeah? was happening over at Aston Villa. Yep. And, you know, regular listeners of the podcast know that Aston Villa is my second team now. As long as the man like marvellous Nakamba is there, you know what I mean? We've got to rep the country, we've got to rep Zim. We ain't got many bowlers to talk about. So, you know what I mean? When you get one... <laughs> rep it you know to the end. Mean? Hey, just getting one player in the Premier League is a big deal for us. So, you know what I mean? We have to, we have to, um, we have to be gassed about it. Anyway, and I saw that as well, yeah. But you know what? Unlike... The, the Southampton game even though Southampton got walloped uh, one, what's it called 9-0 when, when I saw Southampton 1-0 I was like hmm Southampton might be able to get a little draw out of this or, or I, that's what, literally win. I was about to say that yeah you know with Aston that's Villa, what I thought yeah. with Aston Villa I, I kind of I was like just, nah. yeah I was when waiting I saw Aston Villa, Villa to lose. I was like you man on a joke thing bro this Liverpool team I don't care how bad they're playing <laughs> like, you know what I mean this year I don't care how bad they're playing yeah they're going to get this win. <laughs> Should I mean? Yeah, but we know why now, don't we? We know why now. Well, Obviously, they've, they, they signed a midfielder and a juju man. So this is the thing, isn't it? Anyone that know, throws they, white powder on the opposition goal before a match while praying. I mean, let's, let, let, let's, let's, build, let's build up to the white powder, yeah? They signed this guy when he was, was he Leipzig, yeah? Yeah. Remember they signed him and then he was playing over there. And I think they had a few problems in midfield that season. And they're like, yeah, when Keita comes in, he's going to solve that. You know, you know, always in football, when a player is, is either injured or not there yet, he turns into like Messi. He's you know the best I mean? player of the world. <laughs> exactly. He's going to come in and do a mazine. Anyway, came in, first season, half of it, no, half of it, 75% of it, very underwhelming. Towards the end, he started to get a little bit better. Last season, was it last season? It? It was the second one. I thought he was anonymous. I know you get an injury in that, but... Anonymous. He hasn't really made an impact over at Liverpool, in my opinion. Yeah, which is why I still him to Fred. But that was to the untrained eye, isn't it, Abbas? That was to the <laughs> untrained eye. To the untrained eye, we're looking at this guy like, what is he doing there, man? He's not really doing anything. I mean, he's not bad, but he ain't like, you know, like what they were saying. But now we finally we... saw his impact. Now we know. What was man doing on the <laughs> line, bruv? <laughs> now we know <laughs> now we know why he's really there isn't it because there's no excuse there's no other reason what does he need Juju white powder man. in his trousers for Juju man <laughs> Juju man Nabi Keita yeah man was dashing the seasoning on the goal <laughs> yo huh? he was dashing the thing you know nah I have never seen anything like this you know not even in African couple of nations I've never seen anything like this you know <laughs> You know what? This I have to make messy. sure that 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 um that feed is still there because I gotta make sure that you know we have to share it for our viewers so that they know they know exactly what we're talking about because this is it was shocking it was shocking to watch but yeah as you can imagine Liverpool's powers are on the up and they managed to sneak in uh what, what, when did he score ah ninety fourth minute winner um, Sadio Mane um, scoring that and uh, he had a couple of chances throughout the game work, as didn't well. It? Yeah, of course, of course he did. Uh, he had a couple of chances. He had a couple of chances throughout the whole game. It just wasn't just one, mm. but yeah, you know. Because apparently, well, according to when I was driving, when I was driving to work early on on, on the radio, like talk, uh, on Talksport, like um, Klopp was saying, because he was saying he wasn't really happy, obviously, with the performance, and he said that you know to have your first significant shot in the fifty something minute or sixty minute, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I was like, rough for Liverpool to have their first proper shot in the second half of a game. Like, Rodham must have been playing poor, eh? but against Man United, I thought they were poor. Against Sheffield United, absolutely poor. You know, there's a whole list of games, yeah. But this team has got now. We can explain it now. You know, before we were like, yeah, yeah, this is the stuff of champions, now, nah, bro. This is the stuff of Naby Keita, fam. That's what this is. <laughs> this is the stuff of the Juju man, boy. You know what I mean, huh? This guy, this guy is rivaling Jay Huss with the Juju, bro. Yo, it's all mad. It is all mad. And funny enough, it was a fullback as well, isn't it? Coming in late into the box with the header. Robertson, yep. Just First like goal. um 
well not just like but you know what I mean like um, Kyle Walker as well is quite significant you know what I mean shows you man these fullbacks they're becoming some of the most important players on the pitch you know what I mean I, do you know what? Nowadays. It was an excellent run, and of course, you always get that aggression from a defender naturally to go and attack something like that because they always want to get there first. So it was a fantastic header, and it, uh, by the way, it was a great cross for money. Let's not mm. discount that. Back post knew where the guy was going to be there, and he was just put it in. And then, of course, the the corner kick as well, the flick on, mm. the delicate flick on it was as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a shame, but yeah, Liverpool are still. <laughs> well, it's not a shame for Liverpool fans. <laughs> I mean. well, exactly, I repeat, it's a shame because everyone else doesn't want them to win, <laughs> right? But they're still going along, picking up the points, picking up the wins, and Man City are shakily keeping up with them a little bit. I mean, I think they're and I, and I think I think Man City for me are rattled because I don't know if they I have to beat them I'm, the I'm, next I'm, game. I may be, I may be wrong, I may be wrong. Yes, I'm even putting it out there. But I'm pretty sure I was watching Match of the Day or something and Pep was saying, they asked him about, you know, did you see the result with Liverpool? And he's like, well, I expect this, you know, sometimes, you know, you get this in football, last minute winners or a dive. I was like, eh? <laughs> a dive? What's he talking about? He's talking about Salah. I was like, this guy, bro, he must come in with the Mourinho-like comments, boy. Man never used to do this when he was on top. What's going on? A little bit, you know, he's moving a little bit rattled. But I have to say, if you're in a title race and your rival is winning games last minute like that, I don't care who you are, that's demoralising. you rather them go there and just batter them 4-0, yeah, and you're just like, ah, whatever. we just move on to the next one. But yeah. they keep giving you that false hope. <laughs> you know what I mean? That it's what we said lose. last season. It's what we said last <laughs> season when it came up to the run-up to the final games. Mm. And then we were saying that Liverpool fans must be watching Man City going, oh, no, Man City must have been watching them because it seemed like all Liverpool games were ahead. And seeing them almost draw then winning mm. the game and it comes it comes like oh. and you get that yeah you get that feeling all the time like ah oh, damn it and he then puts more pressure on you to perform on top of that the only I difference with this game is they're playing is, at the I same think time. they're playing at the same time so they wouldn't have known but mm. they already look at the table and think we're already chasing yeah so do you know what I mean because imagine imagine if if Man City had it was if he was the 531 and and uh, what's he called and Southampton won ahead I think it'd be different. It'd be more desperate. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot more desperate. Leave yourself open for counters and, and stuff. And they probably you know would have I mean? got caught, which is what I think that's pretty much what happened with the Norwich game, wasn't it? When they got caught out for being yeah. slightly over the top. And then obviously the squad changes as well. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, you know, yeah. Other, other than that, I mean, is the title race even interesting? It's not really, is it? Apart from, yeah, Liverpool keep coming back. Not now. It's too early. Games. For me, right I, now, I've been saying really it to everyone. I've been saying it to everyone. It's way too early. It's way too early. It gets really interesting in February, March, April. Because then when teams have to decide between Champions League, FA Cup and the Premier League, you then tend to see teams start being falling off one. Do you know why I lean towards Liverpool on that, yeah? They've already won the Champions League, yeah? And you look at the way... Look at the team they played in, in the Caribou Cup, bruv. Man was literally throwing that cup away, bruv. And Arsenal yeah. still gave it to them. Oh, yeah, well. He literally, he literally, he, that team selection was like, I don't even want to be in this competition, fam. You know what I mean? It's a waste of my time. Hold yep. these kids in it. Put and the kids did, on. What did Emery and Arsenal do? They just said, nah, 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 nah. Your, your thing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to win cups. We don't want to win it as well. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I reckon, I think Man City are the, more to lose. Because obviously, what do Man City want the most? It's the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? It's the Champions oh, League. I think they're, they're the ones that... They're not going to win the Champions League. Pep doesn't win Champions League without Messi, so we need to just yeah, throw that one no, out. I'm saying it depends on how deep they go, innit? So if no, for me, all the way Pep needs to, to realise he's not going to win the Champions League without Messi. Stop all that pretending nonsense. Become a legend by winning three in a row, innit? Not a lot of managers have done that. So become a legend doing that. Right. Yeah, but you know, and, 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 stop, and the, stop Liverpool the for winning for another season, please. <laughs> that's that, that's a, that's just you and Man United agenda speaking, because of course, really and truly, the number one priority at Man City is winning the Champions League. They're desperate to win that. Yeah, that was their target. Champions League from, is a from, dangerous target, man. You rather target the league, you know what I mean? That's what you play every week, man. Target in Champions League, anything can happen. Yep. You know, you can be out of the competition just because of one game. Do you know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a forgiving thing. Anyway, we move next games. What have you got? suppose we got to talk about West Ham's calamity performance. Oh, my days. You know what? Yeah, West Ham, yeah. And I said it's, I said this before, before we started recording, yeah. 
they've been kind of going under the radar because you obviously got Arsenal underperforming, Tottenham underperforming, Everton extremely underperforming considering how much they spent, yeah? So, and obviously Man United as well into the underperforming Serial team. Serial yeah? underperforming, yeah? Yeah, so what's that? Four or five teams I've mentioned there that's underperforming, yeah? yeah. That are, uh, what's it called? Uh, big, bigger clubs than West Ham, even though they won't like me saying that Tottenham is bigger, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> that is why they're under the radar for me. Because really and truly, if all these five teams here were performing somewhat near to what they're meant to be here, a lot more people will be talking about what West Ham are doing. Because I think we were all excited with their signings. Do you know what I mean? And we're like, Rah, look at this team, man. The, the amount of money they spent, yeah? You know, the, the profile of the players that they've got in that squad. Should be doing something. And they're more. sitting on th- 13th. Yeah, 13th. And then the bigger shock for me is that Everton are below them. <laughs> they're on 17th. This, this is, is but, but this, this, but this is, is embarrassing. It. These two Everton teams have spent yeah. a lot of money, you know. <laughs> this is it. But I think a lot of people people have been talking about Everton because obviously they're way way down there. Yeah? yeah, people have been talking about Everton. Obviously, people have been talking about Man United, Tottenham. People have been talking, but no one's really been talking about how West Ham are underperforming as well. Yeah, I think on a usual season, usual season to season, you expect West Ham to be in that mid table because. They'll sometimes touch relegation and then, you know, they'll, exactly. be, you know, they'll fight their way out. But because of the expenditure, little... you ex- now expected them to now crack on and try and beat breaking into the top. Just call okay. it top eight. Look, look, top at, eight. Look, at, look at my boys, Crystal Palace, yeah? We lost, obviously, this week, yeah? But how much did we spend in the summer? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Next to nothing, yeah? You look at uh, the, the two teams on paper, chalk and cheese. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, not many Palace players are getting into that West Ham team on paper anyway. You know, but we're ahead of them in the table. Yeah. Even last season, we finished ahead of them. And again, even last season, their team, for me, was better than ours. But what's... It's, like, it's always the Jack and Hyde performance that you get from West Ham. But again, like I said, that's what we normally expect. But now it's even worse because you've been spending. You've been spending to remove that sort of, uh, you know, inconsistency out of your team. And it's just not working. No. And yeah, thirteenth place, minus three goal difference. They've uh, what was it? Four drawn, four losses, three wins. But you know, I don't think they will ever have a worse first half than I saw this in this game. <laughs> if Newcastle had any, if the Aurier guy spent more time um, doing finishing practice rather than finish, you know, doing stuff with his hair, he could have had a hat trick on his own in the first half. Mm. He had two one-on-one chances. He missed them both. And then on the second one-on-one, he set up the other the other guy that he just hasn't scored a goal yet, I think, <laughs> and for Newcastle. And somehow he missed as well. And that was already when they were 3-0 up. So just imagine if they had had those... No doubt, they're already 2-0 up then. If they had had those opportunities Me, put in the back... It should have been 5-6-0. <laughs> you know what I mean? It should have been 5-6-0, mate. I've never seen yeah. a team so open. The amount of times that, that West Ham got caught on a counter-attack where their last defender and this uh, uh, this guy, this um, player as well, were on the halfway line together and then they started running. And I was mm. thinking, why would you put him, why would you let him be with the last man, knowing how fast he is? It, it was ridiculous. It was, um, it was unbelievable. And again, the second half came, um, I, you know, there was a bit more fight from West Ham, but... Mm. Newcastle still had chances yeah they could have put this game at, you know beyond belief yeah I mean, yeah, I mean so you look at you look at um, what's it called the two lineups yeah someone's doing fireworks today on the, in the middle of the pod they're moving mad <laughs> <laughs> what's going on anyway we'll, we'll carry we'll soldier through man my days bro come like I'm in Baghdad <laughs> my days bro but I was, I'm just, I've just got it on live score, yeah, the two teams. Yamalenko, Noble, Snodgrass, Felipe Anderson, yeah. Sebastian Haller, who banged in bare goals with his partnership with Jovic last year. Yeah, well, I can't remember the team what it was. Yeah. Declan Rice, yeah. Balbuena, Creswell. And then you look at this, and he's playing against, really, the midfield of um, Newcastle. Remember that guy got sent off, one of the brothers, yeah? I can't remember yeah. the name. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's, the midfield is not their first choice midfield, yeah. Amir and Maximan who's new to the league. Jetro Williams. I mean, look at the names don't roll off the tongue, fam. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many of them names are going into that West Ham team? Not many. 
not many. You know, they wouldn't try. I mean, and then you look at even the, the the profile of a manager. You got a Premier League winning manager as well. <laughs> to to Steve know. Bruce, I'm sure West Ham would never want Steve Bruce as their manager. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't take any of these. Um, um, what's it called? Newcastle players. players into their team. They wouldn't take the Newcastle manager. Do you know what I mean? And you somehow yeah, made Newcastle look like the freaking Man City, bro. It was a madness. That was madness. And, and for that, that is why the manager deserves the L. Do you know what I mean? Yep, and he, he should definitely get it. Give it to him, mate. He's all he is. Yeah. You are one pathetic loser. Very under. Before, uh, uh, underwhelming man do you know what I mean and I said like I said before really and truly the failures of others are what's hiding them. you know what I mean but as I say we move <laughs> where are we off to now oh, where should we go oh do we have to no uh, who got the ah of course of course of course Crystal Palace versus Leicester yes now my boys I wasn't expecting them to do anything especially at home we were terrible at home Man City, Man City Leicester City very good team I expect Leicester City to win but as I always say with, with us I don't expect us to get battered do you know what I mean so, but you know what the but, funny thing is the first half you guys I would have thought you were going to win I actually was watching the game and I was like you had set up properly you had somehow countered Leicester to a point where they only had I think one or two counter-attacks mm. in the first half and I actually thought you might actually get away you might come away with a point in yeah. this one unfortunately I didn't actually watch this because I was at work but I was only catching little bits and pieces because I think I only I, I watched like the last 10 minutes of the first half because I looked at the stats and I was like whoa Leicester had like 60 something percent possession I was like my day what is going on I tuned in and we had a corner a couple of chances I was like okay we're not even playing that bad yeah you, you weren't you weren't I was watching this and I definitely was thinking you know you guys set up well I think yeah of course Leicester kept the ball better um, but that's not really Leicester's game to keep the ball funny enough mm. so you've made them change their habits a little bit but I think the mistake from the corner and then from that point the floodgates open a sense. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to mention someone here because Cahill left his man completely. I don't know what the Turkish guy's name is. Mm. I'm not going to even embarrass myself by saying it for Leicester. <laughs> but he completely left him alone. Now, fair enough, he couldn't predict the ricochet that was going to come from the left back. Um, what's his game? Harnot or whatever his name is. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you don't leave your man. And so he left him. Uh, got, got a deflection. He's in the six-yard box by himself. Header down. It goal. First goal. From that point on, all I could hear was Leicester. <laughs> it was Leicester attacking, right? Man. And their second goal was a thing of beauty. We had uh, Tinnemans on the on the left-hand side near the wing. He smashed it across, step over from Gray. One, two with um, Vardy. Vardy takes a left foot shot. And I'm going to have to mention this guy's name again because Cahill was marking Vardy when he touched the ball the first time for the, for the one-two. And then left him alone again, gave him space so that he can, you know, take a shot with his left foot. I'm thinking he's going to be a big-ass war then, if that's the case. You've left him, you've made yourself big. Well, you didn't, because the ball went straight through your legs, unsighted the goalkeeper, 2-0, oh right? And I'm sitting there thinking, these are two mistakes from you. Now, he's been having a great season, and... Um, I don't think he's going to be first of many. I think he's going to be just a weird one that's come in. But today, I... Me personally, I couldn't pick anyone else this this uh, weekend to be the player L. So we're giving it to him, Gary Cahill. Well, I watched some of the other games and I couldn't really pick out a player. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch this one. I mean, I'm going to have to go by your word on this one. So anyone disagrees, I'm saying it's not me. <laughs> Poor comments if you disagree, you know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but Cahill, you're getting this week's player L. Which I'm giving myself an L by um by not being able to make But anyway, Cahill, play L. Epic you having a laugh? Is he having a laugh? Well, well, well. Well, Leicester City go marching on. And Yeah, uh, where, where do you think they're going to go? I, I, I think actually I think to tell... Fourth, I think saying fourth is actually maybe... Too easy. I wonder if they can actually sneak into the into the challenge or make themselves really uncomfortable. 
I think they're what they're third well, they're now. Two points, they're two points. They're two off, points uh, behind City. But Not, saying that though, they've been playing very well. Look at look at Chelsea. They got the same points as them. Chelsea have been doing well as well. You know as well as. Leicester, like mm. aesthetically, but they've got the same record. Literally, got the same, same record. Exact record. Exactly the same <laughs> record, except for the goals. Yeah. Goals for that's it. Oh no, yeah. Chelsea have conceded a hell of a lot more goals. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean they got the same points though in the end. But they're another team that's pretty much going along doing their but job you, you, as well. You look at the situation. I mean, when um, Brendan Rodgers here yeah, came from Celtic, I mean at Liverpool, he done well, but you know I don't think he, he just couldn't attract. The big boy players, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I guess you know, I see what you mean though, yeah. You just never had that kind of profile where you could attract the big boy players. And he made some kind of, some few weird mistakes as well. But generally, I mean, they played some good football with them. You know what I mean? They almost, you know, they've done their almost thing of almost winning the league and all that stuff. Then you, you go to Celtic and we just ignore that, you know what I mean? We don't care about Celtic and, you know I mean? We expect you to just... I know, he broke it. records there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Him and it, and his, uh, his career, he broke records there. But, you know... You're always gonna win with Celtic, <laughs> to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. It's a shock when you exactly. don't win. So it's so not a stain, we, but it's not something I'm gonna celebrate too highly. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't really care about the the, the Celtic thing too much, but because literally when he came back to Leicester, I mean, I didn't even know he'd come back to Leicester. He was already there when I found out. I was like, oh right. I thought he was, I was shocked that he because I think he quit like mid season mm. for Celtic to go to Leicester, and I thought. That's a bit weird. Most people, would, most managers, when they're in the job, finish the job for the, and you know go into the summer and then leave. So I was thinking, wow, he really was hungry to come back in the prem. Mm. And to be honest, since then he's been fantastic. The football's good and all the rest. The only thing and that I would say that helps like, him, but you could, but then okay, he, had, he already had a good squad, yeah, yeah. But with man like Claude Puel and then man there, yeah, he was very sit back. And lumped the big ball to like um, the Andre, to chase. the Greys, and Vardy to chase. You know what I mean? He wasn't very imaginative football. Yeah. But look at the football they're playing now. But you can see a clear idea. This is what I like here. Yeah. When you see these managers, where someone comes in and you can see exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And an actual difference. I think there's so many. I know like uh, Pep had the fraudiola thing, yeah. But there are loads of fraud managers out here, man. I don't know what your what your what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, what your football policy is and ethics. Yeah, exactly. One I mean, thing I would I would say that helps him is that he's not in any major European competition, so he can really pick the same squad, pretty much week in week out, and they're not going to be fatigued at all. And I think that's that's gone a long way to helping his um, their form as well. I mean, yeah, I would have to, I would have to agree that way because. You know, well, when the Champions League, Europe, some teams have to play Europa League. It's yeah. long, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, which is why I give long. credit to what um, to where Chelsea are, and uh, mm. because their 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 squad is slightly thin. Uh, and Lampard, another manager that you know, a derby done, he done pretty decent. I mean, I know he got knocked out the just before the player final. It was in the player final. I can't remember now. No, I think they didn't make the player final, but they made the semis or something. But yeah. generally, they play some decent football, and again, you can kind of see with his hands tied what he what wants he's to trying do. to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he would have spent that much money if he had the money, considering what he's mm. done so far. It's almost like he already knew who's going to work with these kids, and was like, "I have a plan for them." I I do wonder if his checkbook was opened and he was allowed to spend, who would he buy? And where would he improve on? That's the question that I ask. Because I look at that team and think the balance is right at the moment. Yeah. They've actually got quite a decent balance. Even yeah. Jorginho, who was... Jorginho and Kovacic this year are like very different players. Yeah. You know what? They're, I, I mean, you know, I've been waiting so long to figure out what Kovacic's done. And um, I, can think, I can only think of one thing comfortably. He has been improving though. So let me not, you know, I'm not trying to <laughs> mock it or anything. He actually has been playing well. But there's no way on. He's it's like impossible to press him and make him lose. Oh, the yeah. Ball. He's always he's them, already got the pass. The, he's one of them press resistant players. Yeah, and he's already the got is, the pass straight away. Like and he, he can. He's, he's a very good dribbler as well. Like he can. He can turn. He's, he's got, he can turn yeah. very. Like he can turn really tightly as well. So someone runs right through his back. All of a sudden, they realize that he's he's gone. Like I actually have to give him credit. I mean. He still doesn't score an assist enough for me, but you know what? I can see some good in him at least. 
after a whole season not seeing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, course, I mean, I mean, this game with Chelsea with Watford. I mean, he had a little bit of controversy with the the penalty that the Delefoy penalty. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. I did I see it, and I'm going to say this. Yeah, there's so many times in the game where I go, if a player doesn't go down, he's not going to get a penalty. Hmm. Now, fair enough, he did get fouled. Not the worst foul in the world, right? But he did the right thing. He went down and made sure yep. that the ref had to make a decision and VAR had to get involved because he did get fouled. It was a soft foul. <laughs> it was a very, very, very soft foul, but it still was a foul. And if still he had tried to stay up, if he had tried to stay up like how everyone wanted to, he would never have got that decision. Exactly. I 100% agree with you, mate. Hundred percent. I haven't got nothing else to add. <laughs> you literally said what I was gonna say. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because anywhere else on the pitch as well, foul, he gets it. Blowing for that. You know what I mean? You're not even thinking about it. You know the referee you know. will call but, it back as well. Oh, what? What about anyway? The, last, the little bit of drama right at the end. Foster, you know, the Watford keeper coming out for that corner for the not corner for the free kick. Free kick. I know more scoring. Imagine of all the players in the box, you know, he's the one. That got the header in it, and it was a good header as well. Nice downward header. And I gotta say, it was nice a brilliant save from Kepper as well. Oof. Absolutely brilliant save from Kepper. I think as well. for me, yeah, those especially for tall keepers as well. Those saves at the bottom, I think they're a lot harder they're, than yeah. They're the, the top, hardest. The they're the hardest. Line, you know what I mean? To which get is that why low, that yeah. quickly. It's it's very hard. Which is why when you see a goalkeeper that's agile enough to just spread themselves and get on the floor quickly, right? They always get a little bit more um, ratings and looked at than anyone else. If you struggle to go down, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. When people put the put the um, shots low, but I've got to say in this game, probably the best pass I've seen of the season so far. Jorginho's mm-hmm. first time ball to Abraham's oh. goal. Jeez. My God, my God! You know one of them balls that comes in here and like it's one of them passes where like you better score this, bruv. You, <laughs> like, you know that. that good. Ah, you know that. Like, don't you dare ruin this. In my head, in my head, before Abraham got the ball, I literally said, if he misses that, I'll be fuming. I literally said it I said you can't miss that and I actually thought his first go- I thought his first touch actually let him down to be honest because I thought oh that first touch has gone up keepers yeah. should get this boom as I thank god he's going I've got to say that was beautiful that ball was so good I'm sure the defenders took a second to say rah that's good and then decided to try and defend because they were nowhere to be found nah, that, excellent that, proper, that cut all the all the tactics were Watford was trying. <laughs> yeah, was out, the out the window. Just yeah, it was, it was out the window with that one, man. That that was that was absolutely brilliant. But you know, credit to Watford after that penalty, they put some pressure. Yep, <laughs> they put some serious pressure, man. You know, they they. I mean, it's funny because I know they like they still rock bottom on there, Watford, yeah, but. The performance is actually improving somewhat. I mean, I know the the ceiling is the floor is quite low. <laughs> you know what I mean, in comparison, yeah, you know I mean they've been absolutely dead. But even though they lost, I thought you're kind of starting to see the old Watford come back or the old, you know, the good Watford. It's just yeah, yeah it's a bit of a shame that they're just not able to get a win. That's just it's yeah. just killing them. Um, I can't remember if it's this game or no, it was the last game. I think I think they should have won that game. But oh, the, yeah. the Tottenham game. Where Deli Ali probably, oh, yeah, yeah, you can say he used one. his hand to score. To be honest, you're saying that the Arsenal game he had thirty something shots in it or twenty whatever shots. Remember, remember the the, the Arsenal game at home where they drew ages ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. When they yeah. when they came, they, they yeah, mean, yes. They, I mean, they were losing that luck. game at the time. Yeah, um, and then they all of a sudden just came back. But yeah, again, see that performance there probably deserved the probably deserved the win, and it's just the case. I think at some point one team is going to get caught out with them and mm. take a battery and then probably from there they'll start picking up more points at the moment say anyway. I say this here, but it's funny <laughs> because they've drawn five games and they're only two points behind Norwich who've won who's won two so they're not that that bad you know that nah, bad I don't, I don't, but they're saying that Norwich are terrible because they've lost eight but I, I, I would say Norwich for me are the one in the proper three four I think is is not much hope, but I think there's still a little bit of hope for Watford. I think Norwich for me are dead. They're done. No, I think well, they just they keep had playing that the new... football. If they keep playing the football that they play, Norwich yeah. remind me of um, remember when Howe came into the league, yeah, and they played some nice football like for like ten games, and I I'm, think they were even like fourth at some point. I'm thinking oh, Blackpool. Was it Blackpool? Maybe it was Blackpool, and orange then he shirts. just capitulated. Yeah, it was definitely they were definitely playing in orange, whatever team it was. Yeah, yeah, it was Blackpool. Yeah, I forgot that guy's Ian it's Ian Holloway 
Yeah, it might have been. It might and have they were just playing project. the most down the wing, direct football, open as hell, and mm. they kept conceding. I think, yeah, I think he is there. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's what they remind me of. Except this one, this the football they're playing is more possession based, I guess. Yeah, a little bit more that you know possession based, but still, they they got too many holes. They got too many. But holes imagine you're team. trying to do possession based football here yeah, with a much much lower quality players. Yeah. Than who you're playing against, you know, it's very difficult. It was brave. Yeah. It was brave, and it, and obviously they've they've got some shocks already in. Yeah. But now everyone's like, okay, this is the Premier League. People learn after three or four games. Yeah. Right. Well, that is the right way to segue because someone that's not learning anything is Unai Emery for me. Well, uh, we have to we have to go to this quickly. Yeah, it's a brief. I know it's a one-one. It wasn't that eventful of a match here, but. I mean the pressure mounts in it for 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 Emery right it, now. It, the pressure does mount. I have to ask you though, what the, what has Elzo done to not have started these whole games? Because the last two games I've seen him play, he's been brilliant. Isn't he's it? been brilliant. <laughs> so when and he's only started because of the Xhaka thing. Exactly, exactly. You see when your ego in, and your ego stops you from doing the right thing. Okay, so Elzo's done something. You want to prove a point. You want your pride. That your pride is there. You're like, I'm not going to play you. You play Xhaka. Xhaka finally explodes because of all the pressure he's on him. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing Ozil. Ozil looks like he's been... At, um, you got to think, this guy has not played for, what, seven games or something like that? Yeah. He's played two games and he really looks like he's... He can mm. run the midfield for, for him. <laughs> you see, so, Emery, yeah? I mean, let's do some myth busters here. Because is Emery really that good of a manager? Uh, well, I get. Because I say this. People, I say this about point, him, yeah? yeah. People, what's the first thing? What's the thing? When you think is he a good manager? What's the one thing you're gonna jump to? They always Sevilla, say tactician. Sevilla Europa Leagues, isn't it? No, I mean, like if you're talking about trophies. Yeah, he wins. He won Europa yeah. Leagues with Sevilla. Yeah, Sevilla Europa Leagues. Yeah. But let's just put that into um into the limelight a little bit, yeah. Because the sporting director of Sevilla, I mean, he's gone now. I can't remember his name here. Yeah? But this guy was a magician. I mean, he's the one that brought, like, the Danny Alves into the thing, you know, and, like, Cater, the Cater signing, and blah, blah, blah. Like, all these, these um, you know, he's the one that transformed that Sevilla team, yeah. They had one of the best sporting directors in Europe. Correct, yeah. Be- even before, before this donut came in, yeah. He just came in and just ripped the rewards of what was already being done. And Wande Ramos as well. Forget Wande Ramos. I know he, he, he held a major, major L at Tottenham and, and Madrid as well. But it's severe. He was, he was good. Do you know what I mean? He built that team and, you know, that was a very good team. And, you know, he came on and kind of ripped the rewards of a, a, a club, one of the best run clubs in Europe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because if I correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was a six-year plan as well from that from that director of football. Was That's it four saying. years? And it was yeah. just building, building, building. And he came in and was like, the, say the icing of the cake, not necessarily the guy that does that designed the cake and made it and put the ingredients. <laughs> he was just the top layer, final layer that made it work. Because think of it as well, yeah? I think a couple of them seasons where they won the three Champions Leagues in a row, yeah? They were, they were in the Champions League. And then got kicked out. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. So technically he, it was a failure that turned into a positive. Exactly. It was a, it was a Benitez thing. Remember Benitez at Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know? And and we've got to really look at this here because I think people, you know, people that would know sort of, you know, not really knowledge of Spanish football, but like if you don't really pay attention, you almost give him credit for the severe setup, but it's it's not really. He was just a manager, really. That severe thing, the way that club is run, it's got nothing to do with Emery. Do you know what I mean? He's a very good player at his disposal. It was like they still want it after he's gone. Exactly. This is about to go into. They still want it once he's gone. Yeah. Even to this day, yeah, they're like I think they're third in La Liga at the moment. Yeah, they're doing very well with a different manager. Yeah, a, a different sporting director now. Yeah. And still, they've still got that good structure. Do you know what I mean? They're just a, a well-run club, generally. They don't spend a lot of money, but they've got very good talent scouts and they always sell for big prices. Very well-run club. So, again, none of, none of his credit, yeah? You look at now, his stint at Valencia, disaster. 
I mean, the only thing that really we done well was Almeria, and that was a small team. And the reason why I'm saying this is he done well with Almeria because Almeria, again, where they're now, I think they're in like Segunda B or something, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> this team was unknown. And I remember the first time I, I saw, um, what, uh, what's it called, Emery was, they played against Madrid when Madrid had Capello as manager and they beat Madrid at the Bernabeu playing these tactics, this defensive counter-attack stuff, yeah? And that's what all he was doing that season. Almeria, I think they finished quite high, like maybe seventh or eighth or whatever in the league. Yeah, for, for their standards yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that is where his reputation was built on being a defensive counter-attack. And that's where he got his rep as this tactician guy. Big boy tactics, yeah? But when you really think about it, what other tactics do you have if you're managing Almeria against better teams in the league? <sighs> well, because if you try and go toe to toe with most of the teams in the league on a position and take a tackle football, you're going to be right at the bottom. So you have to do something that's a little bit different to what everyone else is doing. Yeah, right? but here's the thing. My thing is, right, we call him a tactician, but it's never because of the first 11 he picks. It's always about his subs, which then makes me think, well, maybe you should have started with those subs first in your first 11 and then you would have won the game in the big be- in the beginning anytime i see emery and anything it's always about his changes he makes in game and in my head i'm thinking some of those players that you you are now substituting on should have been starting anyway and i'm seeing that a lot with arsenal i you know there's a twitter mm. um tw- someone put it on twitter last time is he makes changes that he should have started with so that he looks like a tactical genius. <laughs> and how many games this season where they've been winning have they And then he's changed and, it and ruined it. And they've won on to lose or draw. I mean, why are we surprised? This is the same guy that beat Barcelona 4-0 at home and then and won and lost 6-1. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's a history here, people. Do you know what I mean? There's a history. This is a man yeah, that failed to win League 1, whatever they call it, the French League, yeah? <laughs> with the, in, with, in, uh, the with best that team, team. With the best team possible. in there. There is no excuse. There's no reason why that team... Should, I mean, Champions League, I can give you that, yeah? But to not win the league yep. and lose... I think it was like Lille. It wasn't even like Lyon or like Marseille or anyone. It was like some next team. Hey. Yep. Yep. It's like basically managing PSG in the French league is like ma- ma- managing Celtic. You should just win. You, exactly. you shouldn't be getting credit for winning their league. But he still managed to fumble that because this brother just seemed to confuse himself. Yeah. So what he does is this lineup yeah, intrigued me because I, I looked at it on my phone. Yeah. And you know you go into the app and you go into the lineup in it, but usually they just kind of guess in it. The people that do the the app. Yeah. Yeah. They they probably go off logic. Their logic. Rather than this guy's logic, yeah? Because I saw <coughs> in the middle, I'm, I'm not bothered about the defence here, but the midfield, yeah, you had Ozil, Guendouzi, Torreira, Ceballos. I was like, oh, right, he's gone for a really nice little team here. Do you know what I mean? Because I thought, okay, maybe he's playing Torreira and, um, what's it called? Torreira and... Uh, Guendouzi. And Guendouzi are going to be the deep ones. Torreira's yep. probably going to be sitting. Guendouzi's going to be... Yes, box to box, and Sebai is also going to be box to box. Ozu is probably going to be the play top of the triangle top, or yeah, something. Be a top, top of a diamond. I think maybe it was like a diamond shape or something like that. Yeah, with um, so Storero is the CDM, Gwendouzi Sebias is the CMs that are mobile, and they are mobile as well. Yeah. They're good box to box players that can move about. So I thought oh, this makes a lot of sense. And then Ozu, obviously, you know, Gwendouzi and Torreira and and Tobias, they're going to do a lot of running for Ozil. So Ozil can chill and just try and supply into his lack of it. So when I looked at my phone, I thought, okay, it's quite a little decent little team. And then I'm watching the TV and I'm listening to Arsenal. I'm watching Arsenal fan TV. One of my favourite YouTube channels, by the way. I'm not even an Arsenal fan, but... It's, 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 <laughs> we all it's, know it's, why. It's, 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 it's support. <laughs> I mean, drama filled, better than I'm EastEnders, mate. I'm telling you. And and you're looking at it, you think, okay, so Ozu is going to be playing in behind, you know, Lacazette and Obama Yang and whatever, maybe, you know. Which would make sense. Sabias, yeah, Sabias will be able to drift wide and, you know, because he can do that as well. And Obama Yang will get a little bit of movement and, you know what I mean? It'll be, then you're watching it and then you see Torero is the one that's at the tip of the diamond. What is going on here? This is something we mentioned a couple of games ago as well. We kept saying that, why is Torero all the way at the front, like near the attacking end? Why is he not defensive end? Which is what... He, he's made his name as a defensive player for Arsenal 
And then all but of a sudden we're changing him to the attacking. Every, everyone can see this. Everyone that comes on Arsenal fan TV says the same thing. Yeah. All the pundits say the same thing. But Emery is just not having it. I don't understand. You know that sometimes you try to understand where the manager is coming from here, yeah? but I really don't understand where Emery is coming from with his team selections and stuff, man. I don't get it. <laughs> and the subs as well, okay. You take off Lacazette. Oh, sorry, you take off Torreira. I said, why wouldn't you take off Ceballos or Guendouzi, yeah? and then put in Pepe? You take off Torreira and put in Saka. The young huh? guy. Why put in pressure on him? Then again, Pepe is not exactly in form, so I probably can see that. Um, I was shocked for him to be taking off Lacazette for Martellini. I, w- I was very shocked by that. Um I don't think he, that early as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he appreciates what Lacazette does for the team. I don't think he appreciates the hold-up play that Lacazette does. To be honest, um, but you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say something. That Arsenal fans ain't going to like to hear. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Lacazette and Aubameyang can't play together, people. I know that's the dream. Ooh, I, know the I don't dream. know about that. Oh, no, let me, hey, 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 let me land my plane. Here. <laughs> land, me, land, yeah. go on. Let boss, me just land. land my plane here. Yeah, Lacazette and Obama Yang cannot play together, and you people keep dreaming about this front three like Liverpool's of Pepe, Obama Yang, and Lacazette. Yeah, I've personally haven't really seen it work. I'm yet to see it work. You know what I mean? You had the whole time where you, um, Obama Yang was playing on the left. Which was an absolute waste, <laughs> and then all his goals were was in, he was actually in the middle, and then when he goes into the middle, he's getting into Lacazette's way. I don't know, man. I don't think it works. More maybe it works, but you don't have the surrounding players that can allow it to work. Maybe that's the thing. Do you know what I, I mean? But yeah. for me personally, I don't think it works, man. I've, I'm not. I convinced. think it can work, but obviously the the idea is Pepe has to stay wider. Um, Aubameyang will start wide, but we know he's not going to stay out wide. So whoever's playing left back knows that he's, got, if he's he need, got a job on his hand. If you're gonna, because for me, Aubameyang is a waste on the wing, man. No, but he's still going to score goals from there. If he does his runs, I, last time he played there was it last season? He was still finding goals. He's not going to do it. He's not going to cross the ball, go down the line. Yeah, but all you know, the that time. wasn't the left, left. That was the fake. You no, know, that like Henri used to yeah, play on the left. But, that was the fake still, left, that, though. But that's what I mean. So whoever plays left back is the one that's going to offer the whip. Yeah, but when Henri was was doing that, yeah, who was the striker? It was Burkamp. Is Lacazette Burkamp? No, but Lacazette can do something different. He can hold the ball up like he normally does. Ah, he can also he find goals. Gassing, he man. I'm not be, like, oh, sorry. I, I I'm actually a Lacazette fan. I, I, That's the I, problem. I, 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 haven't got, I haven't got a problem with Lacazette, yeah. The thing is... My, my, my problem is that I think Lacazette is better alone. But he'll still technically be on his own to playing by himself. And then, uh, once again, uh, Abayam will feed off whatever he can create for him. And whatever Pepe creates. The problem is here is, will the manager pick the right midfield and the right fullback for this to work? Because for what you're asking, if you're going to play two strikers, yeah, your two central midfielders have to be box to box. And that's my point. He would have to play Torreira and Ganduzi and then probably put Ceballos or Erzo just ahead of them to do some of the creativity. So those two will be behind doing the legwork, doing the defensive job, covering the gaps that are going to be left out. And then the, whoever's in the middle as the number 10 or whatnot will be the creative spark. And then I think, obviously, Tyranny should be the left-back choice. Um, the only problem is you cannot put David Luiz on that side of the defence, for me personally. Uh, you have to move him to the right-hand side and then obviously put a strong right-back and blah, blah, blah. But that's the thing. You would have to do some sort of sacrifice and move the team around to make it work. I mean... Okay, it will be so very attacking and you may get caught out sometimes, but it'll be very yeah, beneficial in terms of I goals. Think, I think... I, I don't think they've got... I don't think they've got the tools to do that. But well, um, they've got the manager to do it. That's the that's Exactly. The and speaking of the manager, I mean... Personally, they should cut their losses, man. Yeah. One problem well. is... There's not much many managers available at the moment. Yeah, yeah that's going to take many, this job. Many, many good managers that are going to that are going to come in and take this thing. Because yeah. CPA people talking about Allegri, Allegri, all this stuff. Allegri is smarter than that. But <laughs> Allegri is a lot smarter than that. And also Allegri, 
with these players, these are not really Allegri type players, but if Allegri comes in and sees these players, you're not going to see a, you're not going to be able to see any benefit of Allegri being there for another mm. year or so until he gets yeah. rid of them. Because if Allegri comes in the summer, yeah, a lot of these men, and if he has his wish, <laughs> a lot of these men are gone. Are gone. Are gone. <laughs> a lot and, of these guys. And are that's gone. the thing. He, that's what I'm saying. If you get Allegri in, you're gonna to have to take at least at least 18 months of a painful changeover, because he's going to have to get rid of at least six players, bring in his own six players, give them time to gel into the into and the league, why, and he's set up. This is why to, to wrap this up. This is why Emery has no leg to stand on, because as you've said, he's had 18 months. He's had he's had the time. He's had the time. He's had, he's two, had the time. He's had two summer transfer windows, and we cannot see the progress. And we're seeing progress at Leicester. But it's only been there what from halfway last season, whatever it was. <laughs> yep. Till now. Yep. And, we and in the one and, summer he had, he lost his apparent best player. And I put that in inverted commas because we're going back to we're going to talk about my team, the team he went to afterwards. And mm. he almost in, instantly replaced him with the Turkish guy, the Turkish centre back. My, even say he's almost. Uh, it's embarrassing, as good. man. So yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing, but it's, it's, it's absolutely embarrassing. And you said, look at, I don't as think an Arsenal I, fan. Yeah, I don't. There's think, uh, you look at uh, thing in it. You look at Lampard, jealous in it. Of course you would, and you should. But then that's just Chelsea all over. You would now yeah. in this precise. Moment. If you told, if you told Arsenal fans here, um, when Wenger left, who do you want, Emery or um, what's his name, Rogers? Rogers. They'd be like, Rogers? Are you mad? Yeah. Nah, bruv. They're Emery. taking Emery because he's won um, Europa League. That's, that's this true. is it and he's European and he's Spanish and you just assume that yeah he's a tactical genius yeah. and um, because uh, this guy's British you're just going to look by him but really and, and truly you know what's, what, what you, is, what's, you, you probably think Rogers have probably done a better job at least you know what Rogers is trying to do yeah what, what makes me laugh about this whole situation is Lampard didn't have a choice he used his youth team Arsenal are known to have a very good youth team young team young players and they, they already got some already in the team really Lampard would know what to do with them better than this, than what uh, Emery is doing at the moment. Yeah, because of his coaching time. Same was Rogers. So I watched I watched Lampard here yeah, talking to his to his cousin, whoever it is. Yeah, Jamie Redknapp after the Watford game, and they were just talking about the game. Yeah, and they're just talking about tactics and stuff like that. And you can tell this guy know, knows what he's talking about. The way he was breaking down the play and stuff. Yeah, and what they're trying to do and all this stuff. Clear. Yeah. With this brother over here, is good evening. Get out of here. <laughs> come, of here. come, come. You know what? <laughs> that come, Twitter video, that, was. that Twitter video cracked me up because you thought he said something else. I thought he said calm, and I think three other comments all thought he said something else. Now, if five people have watched this video and don't know what he's saying, right, or what he was trying to interpret in the whole thing, how are, he, are his players understanding? And that's that conundrum that you got to think. That's what they're dealing with every day. This is it. Anyway, enough of us now. Let's go to your boys. Oh, wow. We can skip this anyway and just, you know, there's nothing really <laughs> no, no, much no, no, to no. talk gonna, to. You know, we, we're almost running out of time. But oh, to be honest, I'll, be, I'll, I'll fly again. through it. For me, this whole game was BS. Um, it, it was it was quite rubbish from both sides. It struck well, me as an uneventful game. Was yeah, it uneventful? It was quite boring for me because I think my United did all right in the first half, had half chances, should have had a penalty, but I'm not going to touch too much on that because I've already said VAR doesn't work. Um, and uh, a lot of half-half chances we had and we just looked... Right, my only excuse for this is that we looked tired. Mm. because we're basically playing the same team every game now and we just looked tired and <gasps> Bournemouth set up really well to catch you know from the little that I saw us. there seems to be a resurgence for um, Fred he seems to be getting a lot of minutes recently Funny is that because enough, of injuries I think it's because is of he injuries. playing like half okay because when I've seen him recently I I'm not going to say he's I been playing he's, okay I think he's average but I think, I he's, think average. he's been he's been I'll use the word competent yeah that's the perfect word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean? think he's average. His company's doing the job. Um, this is probably one of his best games, but I can only say this because I watched extended highlights. I didn't watch the whole game, but from the comments I've, re- I've seen on YouTube and I've seen on Twitter and I've seen on uh, various videos, a lot of people think this was his best game. I thought he was just okay, <laughs> but then <laughs> I only watched extended highlights. As I said again, again, um, yeah, again with this, this is the phrase I've been using. It's a low flow, you know what I mean? There's not a lot to compare it with. So, 
exactly. Him, him that having be... a best game is not necessarily saying yeah he's doing a mazine. It's just yeah because all he has, best all game he has by to his do standards. for me all he has to do is have a better pass accuracy than McTominay and he should be having a decent game because <laughs> McTominay can't really pass you know Mendieta and all that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I, like I said, I think we should have had a penalty. I think the penalty would have changed the game outcome of the game. But for some weird reason, VAR or the referee didn't see it. It's already been a draw, isn't it? Since you might have scored more than one goal and all that. No, no, we would have scored more than one goal in that situation because then Bournemouth would have to come out. But the moment Bournemouth got their goal, that was it. They were counter-attacking us the whole second half. They're quite comfortable, isn't it? And that's exactly what they want. They're fine with that. Do you know what I mean? They're absolutely fine with that. Their direct play from the back to the front is is lightning quick, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all they want. So the moment they scored, uh, I have to say... even though it was a good touch, it was a nice turn and a finish, I have to say Wan-Bissaka did poorly here because mm. that turn was too easy. It. it was too. It was way too easy. The turn was way, 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 mm. way too easy. And we expected better for him considering that he bet, bet, barely anyone goes past him. But, yeah, you know, yeah. th- this time he I, got I think some, sometimes he, he relies too much on his accuracy of his slide tackles, man. Yeah. Like, just well, position also, yourself a little bit better realizes, He also realises that he can always get back. But you see, yeah. when you're in the middle... You may not when you're in the middle and in the penalty area, you don't have a chance to get back because nah. the moment the striker turns, he's hitting it. There's yeah. no if buts or maybe. So when he tried to get the ball and he missed, I can tell from his body language he thought I, I have at least a second to then stretch out my, my sliding tackle, as you said, what he's reliant on. King didn't give him that chance. That's as simple as that. Mm. Put it in. And like I said, from then on, we couldn't create anything. And then when we did get to the you know the final third where we lacked the creation. The counter-attack from Bournemouth was, was, you know, effective. Yeah. For me, personally, I thought the game was dead anyway because they didn't really do much with their counter-attacking either. But, my God. Like, I mean, as for as for Oli's situation, I mean, I, you know, it's like he's he's kind of bought himself some credits, isn't it, with the, with the wins and the Liverpool draw. So, this loss ain't really going to... But the thing is, as a United fan, if you're sitting there and really thinking that after three games... If you'd watched those three games, <laughs> especially... Mm. It's easy to say uh, he's won three games in a row, but if you'd watched at least the first two of the three games, yeah, you would have been like, those were tight wins. <laughs> um, and even the, the game in midweek, the uh, Carling Cup or whatever it is, right? We beat Chelsea on two set pieces because mm. Chelsea played football throughout the yeah, whole match. Yeah. So if you watch that, you would also go, Yeesh, I don't know. How we won that and there's people there's players that are like like Ferdinand I like Ferdinand on the pitch off the pitch yeah but on the only thing me and Ferdinand don't see eye to eye you know what I mean that's a one subject we're like nah bruv I, the thing is nah. he, as you can see like, I'm really calm right now yeah you know if this was all the other pre, all the other seasons I would have been a little mm. bit more aggressive right now and telling the manager <laughs> to, you know, to find you know to get out of the back door sort yeah. of thing but there's so much damage in this team in terms of how many changes is going to be needed in this squad, how much mm. time you're going to have. To, this is what I'm saying about if they get Allegri, Arsenal get Allegri, you're going to have to give him 18 months to get the pain, right? So in this situation, I am almost have to give Ole 18 months to get through this and to see what he comes up with the other end. Because the minimum he can do is at least get rid of most of the deadwood and sign some decent players. And there's a lot of deadwood, boy. There is a lot of deadwood to get rid to. But let's and, be and honest, re- he started realistically, well realistically, because the first three signings he signed, Yeah, but if we look at football the last five years, I mean, how many teams have you ever seen actually do a, a clear out of significant players that are actually in the team? Because the deadwood you're talking about are some people that are starting. That's some people that are starting. You're right. You know I mean? and, um, and realistically, that doesn't happen in football. It's, it's usually, you know, two or three might go. Do you know what I mean? Usually, yeah. yeah usually they've of, already yeah. been moved out of the starting 11 before yeah. they go. But exactly. this one, it's a dissection. It has to happen. It has yeah. to happen. And it has to happen to the heart of the team. Now, for instance, I would never say get rid of Pogba, right? But for his career... And the way our fans are stupid and blame him for half the problems that he's actually <laughs> fixing. Um, mm. I would actually let him go. That imagine, that's what I'm saying. I, I mm. would let him go just so we can get someone else to be more specific. For me, if you get yeah, rid of yeah. Pogba, you get Madison, you have a number 10. So you have to play with a number 10 and yeah, then yeah. There's, no, there's no arguing anymore because mm. no one's going to ask Madison <clears throat> to be throwing in tackles 
mm. at edge of the box, like we're asking Pogba to do, even though he should be an attacking player. So you get rid of that, and you know he's English as well, so automatically yeah. everyone would jump in and support him like they do with Rashford. So you get that. Now, if you get rid of Lingard and you replace him with, I don't really care who you replace him with, because anyone, <laughs> anyone is better, right? Oh. you got to understand something. It's, Man United are 1-0 down, right? And we need a goal, and Lingard is coming on. Or you're giving instructions to Lingard to score. <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> Oh boy! You tell me, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, you know, when you sometimes you look at your bench and you're like, "Oh my god, it's nothing to even get excited about." Absolutely nothing. <laughs> bring Lingard was the first sub. He came on at 68. Why? Green yeah. Mason Greenwood came on at 80th minute. His first touch, he hit the post. Why didn't he come on at 63, 68 minute first? <laughs> And he's, Linga, uh, Lingard has just got a hold over these managers I mean, he's one of those players no man. idea I have no manager, you know managers when someone's stealing man. a living right That's this it, is beyond man. stealing a living now <laughs> he's a hustler man he's a little hustler anyway let's uh, yeah, I want to talk about these last games anyway I mean Sheffield United battered uh, Burnley and did it with beautiful football team. and did it with beautiful exactly. football exactly playing, playing um, three at the back as well I'm not even going to call it five at the back I'm going to call it three at the back yeah them wing backs were literally wingers where one of them scored two goals and he almost had a hat trick as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Bright on one. Uh, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2 0. It was against Norwich. Norwich left himself open and um, Brighton were good for the window. Can you I imagine? And, and then that, that win just put them above us on goal difference. My days. I remember we wanted him to get sacked first. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing so well as well my days oh god he's a boss absolutely too. irritating I'm telling you man absolutely irritating anyway um, I mean that's pretty much it that's pretty much it I mean it was a bit of a long one today but hey there was a lot to talk about Um, we'll move on to Fixed the predictions name. predictions have you got them ready or should I go through it I, I, got it, I, got well. it. I got it I got it I got it go um, so we got a Friday game 8th of November um, it's Norwich versus Watford. Um, bloody hell. Relegation know. three point six points away. Yeah, I'd, relegation I don't six points. Uh, I don't you know, know which what? way this here, is gonna go. Yeah, I think this is the game Watford are finally gonna get the win. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump with you on that one and yeah, say and I'm gonna go two 0 I'm gonna go two one Watford. It's probably gonna be four 0 Norwich to be fair, but we'll see in it. We'll go for we'll, we'll give it to Watford on this one. And then um Chelsea versus your boys, Crystal Palace. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, I apologise well. because I'm putting 2-0 for Chelsea on this one yeah I don't blame you I'm just going to put a hope for 1-1 <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Burnley versus West Ham uh, oh god I think West Ham are going to have to wake up I'm going to give 1-0 West Ham yeah Jekyll and Hyde team they're probably going to put a brilliant performance now 3-0 West Ham <laughs> there you go Newcastle versus Bournemouth I'm giving this to Bournemouth all day because it's a away game as well um, so I'm going to give it 3-1 Bournemouth I'm going to go for a draw here 1-1 alright Southampton versus um, Everton Everton <laughs> Everton 3-2 make it a close go, one I'm going to go Southampton to redeem themselves in front of their home fans 2-1 uh, so we got Spurs versus Sheffield United. I am going for a one-nil Sheffield United. Come on! Ah, you just took it from me as well. Okay, I'm gonna have to say two-one then. Two-one Sheffield. Yep. And we got Leicester versus Arsenal. Well, Ooh. I'm giving this to four-nil Leicester. Not even. Ooh. Not even. I'm gonna up. go three-two Leicester. Arsenal two-nil up, and then uh, the Tinker Man. Gets involved. <laughs> Calamity. <laughs> um, oh boy. <laughs> Sunday games. We got Man United versus Brighton. Big man, I am putting one nil Man United and Bates. Better not disappoint me. <laughs> right. Since it's Brighton, four nil United. Yes, uh, we're both gonna lose this. Um we got Wolves versus God, is this Super Sunday? Dead. We got Wolves versus Aston Villa. Oh, two two draw. I have to support my countrymen. 2-1 Aston Villa. Right, and then there's the big Two one. Two goals from Nakamba. <laughs> it's the big one. Liverpool, Man City. Uh, Ooh, to keep Hanford. this season going on longer, I am going for Man City to win this one 2-1. Unfortunately, I'm going to go for a 2-1 
once again undeserved victory for Liverpool. Man City will be the better team, do everything, and you know how how Liverpool do this season, boy. They just don't lose. Voodoo Liverpool, child. Liverpool, Liverpool will just do something where you're like, how did they win this game? Because <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that's that seems to happen every time. So I'm like, yo, it's Liverpool, innit? Liverpool two one. Anyway, all right. Well, you know the rules. When the fun 10%. stops, stop and uh, gamble, gamble responsibly. This is it. This is it. Anyway, if you've enjoyed listening to the pod. Make sure you're subscribed, share the podcast, like, comment, you know what I mean? Tell us what you think. And this is where you can tell us what you think on Twitter, E2E Football Pod at us. Yeah. You can you can um dispute my Lacazette Obama Young theory if you want. Anyway, uh Facebook N2 End Football Podcast, YouTube N2 End Football Podcast, Instagram N2 End Football Podcast. And we'll see you again next week later. Adios. Yeah, boy. No vivas this week. No wins. No wins, bro.